Hey, you guys. Long time no see. Uh, thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Stories Podcast. And thank you for your patience. It has been like the craziest season of life probably ever in my life, um, obviously. And so unfortunately, the podcast was really hard to keep up as much as I wanted to because it's like the stuff that I really wanted to share and talk about typically in the past has been like stuff I went through like a few years ago or stuff I you know wanted to speak on that had happened in the past or stuff like that for other people like right like sometimes you're right in the midst of it but a lot of times it's easier to talk about something after the fact um and so that's what I am going to do today which is going to be really fun but um, you know, it's also, it, it's been really, really interesting learning process too, to think through like, okay, how can I create something that's really good in the midst of what I want to speak about? Um, or is it better to, you know, see something through and then use the episodes kind of as more of a reflection? So obviously that's just in regards to when I'm the one kind of that's, that's doing the focus of the episode because the awesome thing and what I love so much about having guests is that for them, it's totally up to them. <laughs> it's not my decision. Um, but to jumpstart back, I thought, well, first off, probably good to start a new season. Um, so we are entering into season three, which is awesome. Um, and I think that my goal with this season is to be in the middle of it, right? So I wanna start off by reflecting and, and thinking through what's going on and what's been going on um, and then move forward and just really, really bring you guys through the highs and the lows and the valleys and the mountaintops um, and not just of myself, but of some other people that I'm really excited to have on this season. Um, so, you know, the, the, the podcast is not dead. She's alive, she is thriving. Um, she just needed to take a little minute to, to get some, some good content and to, you know, to really get something that's going to be, you know, hopefully helpful or insightful or in some way brighten your day or, or shed some light on something that you've been thinking of. Um, so the episode for today, it's called The Season of Moses. And I know that sounds so insane, but, and it, it might make sense at the end of this. It honestly also might not, but I think it's going to be, first off, I'm really excited to share this with you, even though, you know, it's, it was kind of tricky to write it. It didn't take me a long time. It was like a very overwhelming feeling when I was writing it and it really came together, but it was, you know, vulnerable, which is, is the point of this podcast and the point of what I'm doing. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy. But shockingly, it seems like it's easier to deny clear signs of what to do next while simultaneously begging for a sign to align your life in the way that you want it to be. I was recently talking through the story of Moses with my friends. Um, and as an aside, this is not typical wine talk, but we were drinking a white. So the conversation <laughs> really could have gone in any direction. Uh, but essentially, in chapter four of Exodus, God is sending Moses to Egypt to lead his people out of slavery in Egypt for some background um, to the promised land. And while obviously this is a much larger ask than I'm going to talk about today and, in, and probably more than we refer to in our day to day lives, the process of God asking of us and our responses typically follows a similar pattern. Like, I feel like we're all kind of tracking with Moses in this story. Um, because, and I'll talk about it in a bit, but Moses is continuously giving reasons as to why he's not the person to be sent on this mission and essentially saying, you know, thank you for this honor, appreciate it, but I'm not the guy. Um, and so the story goes like this, just so that you have some background. 
Then Moses answered, but behold, they will not believe me or listen to my voice, for they will say, the Lord did not appear to you. The Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? He said, a staff. And he said, throw it on the ground. So he threw it on the ground and it became a serpent and Moses ran from it. But the Lord said to Moses, put out your hand and catch it by the tail. So he put out his hand and caught it and it became a staff in his hand. That they may believe the Lord, the God of their fathers and the God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob has appeared to you. Again, the Lord said to him, put your hand inside your cloak. So he puts his hand in his cloak and when he takes it out, it looks leprous like snow. Then God said, put your hand back inside your cloak. So he put it back inside. And when he took it out, behold, it was restored like the rest of his flesh. And God said, if they will not believe you or listen at the first sign, they may believe the latter sign. If they will not believe even these two signs or listen to your voice, you shall take some water from the Nile and pour it on the dry ground. And the water you will take from the Nile will become blood on the dry ground. But Moses said to the Lord, and then he comes back to him and he's like, oh, my Lord, I'm not eloquent either in the past or since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and of tongue. Then the Lord said to him, who, who has made man's mouth? Who makes him mute or deaf or seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now, therefore, go and I will be your mouth and teach you what you shall speak. So here, you know, God is literally saying, like, I, I know you're slow of tongue or I, you know, everything that you are, I made. And everything that you are, I want to send. Like, I know who you are. I built you. I am you. Um, and, you know, that's just such an interesting part because Moses comes back and he says, you know, I really, I really don't feel that I have this to do it. Um, and, you know, the Lord is saying, now, therefore, go and I will be your mouth and teach what you shall speak. And so one of my favorite elements of this story is that that last line where he says, now, therefore, go and I will reads different in the many versions of scripture. Yet the overall promise and the overall tone of that line is that God will work through Moses, not behind him or in front of him or off to the side. And in obvious ways, right, it's an example of the wonders of God and a reminder that we're vessels, if that's what you believe. But in less obvious ways, it shines light on the ways that we like to cherry pick signs because the ask can seem like too big a challenge, right? So it's like, you know, there's something that I really want to do, or I wish I could do, but no, this probably isn't the sign that I should do it, or no, this is too big of a jump. And that's exactly what I recently went through. Um, and I wanted to share my recent life change in a way that hopefully people can listen and you guys can relate to it, um, whether it's something big or small, or if you can't, it can be a reminder in the future. Um, but a promise of this podcast was honesty. And honestly, I've been in a valley ignoring signs from the Lord for some time. So to be, to, you know, go through that through a period, looking to him and preparing my logistical and earthly mindset, you know, I was really preparing for a supernatural interference that I honestly didn't want and didn't want to deal with. So with that, you know, huge intro, I just want to dive into the story. But, you know, essentially I'd been pretty unhappy for quite some time in DC and it was really difficult to pinpoint why, because I was and still am surrounded by the most incredible and loving friends. And then for those of you that maybe haven't been tracking, since I started the podcast, I used to live in Washington, D.C., and I moved there right after school, and it was really loving it at first. It was really great, and, and now I've, I've recently moved to Atlanta. But, you know, along with this, I, you know, back to going in D.C., I was in my dream apartment. I finally made it to that, which was really tough, um, in the heart of a city that I had been pining for since I was 19 years old. So on paper, essentially, I figured my shit out. Like, I had it done. Um, but I found myself living in ways that I didn't believe in on the weekends, only to enter into another week of nervousness and a withdrawn mindset for the workday. 
I felt no passion, no excitement. And like, I was actively going against the grain of my mission in life. And I didn't feel like I could share this with my friends because I didn't want my love for them to seem less than it was. But looking back now, I know that was a misunderstanding on my part. I, no one was going to take it personally. Um, but also I'm pretty easy to read. So everyone knew I wasn't myself. Um, and, you know, I didn't tell my parents really much either, but they could definitely sense how relieved I seemed when I would come to visit them just to be in a familiar and homey place. And, you know, they could really sense my anxiety around the workday. And it was like, I had a lack of emotion and engagement, but the, but what was in me was nervousness and, and shaking and feeling consistently overwhelmed because I didn't have anything left. And it was kind of like that last, like that last percentage on your phone, like that last bit of battery left in me was like fear. And so that's what I was acting out in. And my sadness really was everywhere, but it was nowhere at all because I refused to address it. And so, you know, like I said, I really refused to speak this out loud. Um, I sat in this and I stirred in it. And sometimes I shared a bit of it with my boyfriend, but that was the only, that was only because he was the one constant that I never really worried about disappointing, which is odd how that plays out. But either way, I woke up and wondered why I had no way out and then felt bad about wishing a way out of a pretty stable and lovely life for my age. Um, but the problem wasn't the place or the job or the life. It was the fact that it was not mine and I was not being who I was because there was no room for her. I would feel myself at dinner with friends speaking, but completely removed from the conversation. I was looking in and wondering how I was so uninspired and disengaged because as a glass half full kind of person, this really pissed me off. And I really could not figure out why I couldn't just build a bridge and get over it and be grateful for what I had and be invested in what I had and take the time to align my mission with what I wanted it to be on earth. But, you know, since I was living in D.C., it was rare that I was in my car for long periods of time. Uh, but, you know, lo and behold, kind of leading into the breakdown, you know, I had a dreaded doctor's appointment that was on the other side of town. And it's one of those things where, like, you got to take off work. You have to take the whole morning. You have to drive like 20 minutes to get there. It's just a mess. So it's something I, I don't usually do. I don't go to the doctor a lot. Um, thank God. And so it's something I hadn't done in months. Um, so I found myself in my car for the first time in a while for this long of a period of time. And I found myself listening to a podcast that I used to listen to when I was sad about being single. Um, and that was the biggest problem in my life. Um, and I've spoken about that podcast actually on here before, but essentially it's this woman reminding us to walk in faith and that if we're open to him, the Lord will give us more than we could ever imagine in his time in his way and in his vision. Um, but it's funny because I no longer needed the podcast to, to rest my heart on love or trying to find it, but it's still really stuck with me. And her words seemed new in the sense that like I laughed and cried and mm -hmm at different parts of the story. And it was literally like I was listening to it for the first time because it was speaking to a totally different area of my life. You know, it was a story about my mission, which felt a lot more personal in a lot of ways. But after listening through and sitting in the hospital parking lot for like 20 minutes, because I was early. And as a side note, I didn't miss my appointment because somehow my personality can even like plan out breakdowns perfectly. But, <laughs> you know, then you know, the hardest part about it was that I, I really let myself cry. And it's not that I was never alone. Like I lived alone, but I, I found a way to always be around people. But something about being in your car and like, there's all these funny tweets about it, but it really is true. It's like, that's when you're really like, okay, I can really be who I am here. I can really let it all out even though there's like what, four windows surrounding you, but or wait, five, six, six windows surrounding you, not my strength. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it, it seems like a very public space, but it felt really private to me in that moment. 
And so I really just cried out to the Lord, like actively. And when I say cry, y'all, I mean bawling. Like I'm out here looking insane. Um, and I cried to the Lord saying how I felt out loud. And I asked him why he wouldn't help me. And I asked him why he wouldn't show me what I needed to do because I obviously wasn't living according to his will, but he wasn't giving me any of the resources I needed to get out of it. Or at least that's what I thought. And that's what I told him. <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm, I'm yelling at him. I'm upset with him. I'm disappointed in my direction. I'm feeling, I'm, you know, I'm saying all the things I just said to you guys, but out loud for the first time in my entire life. And then, you know, I got my shit together and walked into my appointment because I still had to go to the doctor. <laughs> and I remember just feeling really light and I didn't feel like I had anything figured out and I didn't feel a resolution, but I felt like I had taken this huge, like weighted piece off of my shoulders and I handed it to him and I was like, and now what? And is that the personality and the mindset I probably should have had in that moment? Likely not super respectful, but it is how I felt. And it was the first time I'd been honest with myself and the Lord in about nine months. So, and I really just, the craziest thing about it was there's something so crucial about speaking out loud. I truly believe that. Like not just like saying it in your head, but like really actively saying out loud, this is what I'm struggling with, or this is what I'm grateful for or this is what I don't understand yet. And really the idea of bringing emotion or feeling into existence because it does exist and it is real so long as you address it as so. But anyways, the Lord moved literally in that moment. He created a far-fetched but completely possible opportunity through him for me to come to a place where I can align with my mission and I have the ability to do that. Um, and I can be who I've always been. I feel back in my skin. I feel back alive. Um, and, you know, he brought me to a place where I could see in full the love that he would provided for me in D.C. And I was able to see everybody in this like different light. It was like I had like cleaned my glasses and could see that like it had been folded up because I was so enveloped in myself and refused to share that with anyone. And once I did and once I admitted to everyone what was going on and what I was doing and what was the next step, everybody was like, yeah, like, let's go. Like, let's get you ready to go. Let's prepare you. Let's send you off. And so I left with love and got to come into the open love or the open arms and love that came with moving to Atlanta. And he moved in about three weeks. And, and I unfortunately did too and had to hop right on and track with him. Um, but what's funny is that I'd probably been feeling these things for like, like I said, like nine months, but I was really like lined up with Moses in the way that I was acting. And you know, the signs the Lord showed me were clear, but I refused to engage and I refused to admit that I was lost. And he kept, you know, you know, pulling out my hand and showing it leprous and showing it clean, right? Throwing down the staff and turning it to a snake, then back into the staff of the Lord. This was happening time and time again, but I continued to back away from him because I thought, you know, I don't have an opportunity to do what you want me to do. So I'm going to back off. But when I jumped into what he was showing me he wanted to do, he created the opportunity because it's not me. It's not the I am. It's the I. It's not the I am. It's the he is and the vessel that I need to be to live my life through him. And that takes jumping. And that takes understanding that like the mouth I have and the, the eyes I have and the words I use are really th coming through me, but from him. And so I do have the ability to do what he's asking, but I was falling so far away from that and inching so far away from that. I was disengaged because without him, my body was nothing. Right. And my mind was nothing. Um, and that's really how I felt. And, you know, in the end, the Lord showed me that he was the commander of all things earthly and beyond. And, and it was so interesting to see what it felt like to be without him because I pushed it to that point. 
Um, and, you know, now my mission and my story is still moving. Um, and I'm sure, you know, I'll deny him again and this will happen again. But I feel, and not in the same way, but in, in, in a different element of my life that I probably can't even imagine. Like I couldn't have even imagined this happening a year ago or the way I would be, was feeling a year ago. But I feel peace in knowing like, like what patience he's had with me, right? And has ha- is having with you and is having with every single person that lives on this planet um, and love and understanding that when he says go, it's really likely best to listen, even though it seems tough. Um, but anyways, I just wanted to share this with you all because although it's just a job and it's just a place, my life has regained light and a lot of that was lost. But I think there's something to be said for that. Um, and so I wanted to say it to you and I'm so happy to be back with you again. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, and I hope in this story, I I don't hope that anybody is necessarily in that place because it was very low and very dark, but I hope that the, I don't even want to say full circle because I understand that the, the story is not ended, but I hope that in some ways you can see that, you know, the jump is possible um, because it's not you alone, Um, you know, aside from the obvious fact that God is there with you or, you know, whatever you believe is, you've also got your friends and your family and all these people who will like launch you into what you need and then catch you when you get there. Um, And it's a lot more than you probably would even think it is. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I feel like it's a cool way to start um, this next season. Um, first off of the podcast, but also this season of life. Like I literally think we're all tracking with Moses and I think we're all like in these seasons where sometimes we're denying God only once or sometimes we're denying what our life should be only twice or three times, um, but eventually kind of falling back on track because the craziest thing is that in sharing this story with the people that I love the most and know the most, they're all feeling the exact, same way in some other version and their version of their life. Um, And I don't think it's odd and I don't think it's abnormal. And I don't think, you know, my story is, it's obviously special and about my life, but it's, there's so much comfort and understanding, like everybody else is in the same valley and trying to figure the same stuff out um, in their own way. And I'm not saying this is a success story because there's no way it's, it's over, but I am saying that I trusted him and I jumped and did the crazy and felt the crazy and cried about the crazy. Um, but you know, his words rang true and, and, and it worked somehow, some way. So just wanted to share that with you guys. Um, and I can't wait to be back with you really soon. We've got some really cool stuff cooking in the kitchen y'all. Um, and I'm so, so happy to be with each of you and thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening.